Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Now, it's time to get an education from the true professor of college football. It's time for college knowledge. Here is Mike Huguenin. He is the college football guru. He knows more college football than anybody I know. The national executive editor of On3.com, a fabulous college football website. He also writes for that website. Uh, you can find him on Twitter as well, at Mike Huguenin. Mike, how are you this morning? Doing, uh, doing well because football is uh, real football is back. Not exhibition, but real games. Absolutely. Let's start with uh, let's start with with Scott Frost, Scott Frost. And, and what happened on Saturday. They were up twenty eight to seventeen. They just scored on a long run. They appeared to have all the momentum in that game, and then inexplicably, they call an onside kick. It was a terrible kick. Northwestern recovers at Nebraska's forty four. They take it in and they outscore Nebraska. 14 to nothing in the final 24 minutes of the game. Scott Frost loses the game. Nebraska loses. And here was Scott Frost after, Scott Frost after the game explaining uh, why he why he tried an onside kick. I made that call, so that's on me. At that point in the game, I thought all the momentum was on our side. I thought if we got it, we could end the game. Like, we had a really good chance of winning the game, and I felt like maybe we were the better team. And you can't really foresee them scoring 14 straight and us sputtering after we'd played well to start the second half on offense. So, again, those are excuses. If I had it over, I wouldn't make the call. Mike, he's making no sense there. They had the momentum, he said, and he thought they could win the game. And then he says, we were the be- We thought we had the better team. If you're the better team, why are you doing that? Yeah, I think, you know, I guess he thought he was going for the jugular. There's a there's a lot of I think little subplots here. I think one of the bigger ones is he no longer calls plays, so it's almost as if he wanted to sort of inject, "Hey, I, I need to do something here myself." Um, but you're right; they, they they got outscored 14 of the rest of the way. They had three first downs the rest of the way, so three first downs in, in the final 24 minutes. Uh, after they had scored 28 points, um, they don't know how to win. That's their biggest issue. Um, nine losses last year, eight came in one-score games. He's now lost 21 times at Nebraska in one-score games. And I think the thing that irritates Nebraska people, the, the kind of mistakes Nebraska made his first year, they're still making. They made them all the time last year. And this Northwestern team was supposed to be either the worst or second-worst team in the Big Ten. Um, now, maybe they're a lot better than people thought, um, but they, Northwestern rang up 500 yards of offense on Nebraska's defense. That's, that's embarrassing. Um, Nebraska got physically overmatched by Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And, again, we're five years into this. Um, 
yeah, I, I, the clock obviously is ticking. I think the clock is, has sped up now because if you can't beat the worst team or second-worst team in the Big Ten, a team you beat by 49 last year, uh, I think the, the early schedule is easy. But uh, other than the Oklahoma game coming up, they got three or four wins. But this is, yeah, I think the Scott Frost era um, is is going to be over relatively quickly. Yeah. Do you think he lasts the season? No. Um, the, the buyout, it's, he had his contract reworked in the off season. He brought in a bunch of new offensive staff members who he threw under the bus after one game, which was not a good look either. But the buyout comes down on October 1st, which is I've never seen a contract in which the buyout lowers while the season is ongoing. So I, I could see him being fired during the season. You know, I think ADs have sort of like the old Jeremy Foley thing. If, you know, what must be done eventually should be done now. And if Trev Alberts comes to the conclusion, the AD, that uh, Frost is gone, um, you know, why wait to the end of the season? So I, I would not be shocked at all if, if Frost is let go during the season. Um, again, the, the, the defense just getting shredded and overpowered, that's, that's not a good sign. Remember, he was the one bragging about how his offensive linemen were throwing up during practice that, you know, I guess he yeah. thought that meant they were tough. Well, they weren't very tough on Saturday. Uh, Florida State, they play an outman Duquesne team. They beat them 47-7, to ran for over 400 yards, three backs, had 100 yards or more. That had a, hasn't happened since 85. Can you take anything from a, a victory over Duquesne? Yeah, I think if you're an FSU fan, they played an outmanned opponent and beat the crap out of them, which is what they're supposed to do. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Alex Atkins, the, the new play caller, realizes – my offensive line can run block really well. Um, let's ground and pound. Let's see what happens here. And they obviously did ground and pound again. You're not going to know much when you play Duquesne, but I think the main takeaway for me was they should have blown this team out, and they did, and that's a positive. Absolutely. They didn't Absolutely. mess around. Yeah. Gators take on a Utah team that uh, nearly beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl last year. Probably should have beaten them. They're a top-10 team. What do you expect from the Gators on Saturday? Yeah, that's sort of a mystery. I think the the Utah style of play, they love to run the ball right up the gut. And if you're Florida, you have one proven defensive tackle, Javon Dexter, and everybody else in the interior of your defense is untested. So that is, I think, sort of alarming in that respect. I think Florida's overall speed is a little bit better than Utah's. Uh, But, again, if Utah can run when they want to, Florida's in trouble. I think the heat will play a role because I think it's going to be extremely humid. Um, And and I get the fact that, you know, Utah is hot hot in Utah. The humidity is different. I I do think that will play a, a small role. Um, Ricky Pearsall, I'm interested in seeing if he indeed is the go-to receiver for Anthony Richardson. But, yeah, I think if you're Billy Napier, um, <laughs> you would have much rather opened with Duquesne than with Utah because this, this Florida team has a bunch of questions, and playing a preseason top-10 team, a team that's picked to win the Pac-12, that's not the greatest way to open the season if you have a lot of questions. What is a reasonable expectation for the Gators this year, do you think? 
I think they can win. I think this can be an eight-win team. I think there is talent offensively in the backfield if Richardson stays healthy. I think the receivers certainly aren't a high-level group. I think they're an adequate group for the kind of offense that Napier wants to play. But it all comes back to the defensive front. Again, Javon Dexter, I think, is a talented guy with a big upside in the NFL. But nobody else up there really has ever played that many important downs. And the SEC is a line of scrimmage league. Utah is a line of scrimmage kind of team. Um, but ultimately, I think that, you know, most teams, obviously the quarterback always is important, but for Florida, it's those young defensive tackles growing up extremely quickly, especially considering the first month of the season has three important games with Utah, Kentucky, and Tennessee. What game are you most looking forward to during the uh, the real opening the college football this season? Would it would it be Notre Dame Ohio State? Man, that one in Cincinnati Arkansas. Um, Cincinnati obviously was you know the, the Cinderella went to the ball last year, um, and they lost a, a bunch of guys. Um, still though, I think one of the three best teams in the AAC along with UCF and Houston. Um, Arkansas, a lot of preseason hype because of the quarterback, K.J. Jefferson. But, yeah, Ohio State, Notre Dame, these teams don't play all that often. Uh, the first regular season game for Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame, who also happens to be an Ohio State alum. Um, his dad, he made a big point uh, when we wrote a story about him in the offseason. His dad had, has had season tickets for Ohio State for like 30 years. And his dad told him, I ain't giving up my tickets, man. I'm going to Ohio State games still. So um, there's a lot of, you know, familiarity here. Um, but I think Ohio State beats them by two touchdowns. I really think this Ohio State team offensively is going to be even better than it was last season. Um, and defensively, they got the new defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles. I think he will fix some things. And this is the, you know, Notre Dame's breaking in a new quarterback. It's going to be 100,000 people out for blood at Ohio Stadium. That's a very interesting game, though I don't know how close it's going to be. Mike, you're a Heisman voter. I'm a Heisman voter. Give me like a a, a sleeper Heisman pick. Not not like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, oh, those yeah, guys. I wrote something about two months ago. I think Dylan Gabriel's a legit sleeper Heisman candidate. I think he's going to put up big numbers. Um, he obviously has worked with Jeff Levy before uh, when they were both at UCF. I think, um, you know, obviously this is not the Lincoln-Riley offense, um, but I think in Jeff Levy's offense, Dylan Gabriel can do some really high-level things. Uh, I think he is a legit sleeper guy for the Heisman. I thought you were going to, since you are the man who wants uh, a pick Purdue to win the national championship. That was a long time ago, and that was working for a guy who loved that kind of stuff, so. I thought you were going to pick the. Aiden O'Connell's a good quarterback, man. That's a and they got Penn State on Thursday night, which is exceedingly interesting game uh, in in the Big Ten. Um, If you're Penn State, you're opening your season on the road in your league on a Thursday night, which to me is sort of a slap in the face. But that 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 is an interesting game. By the way, how concerned should North Carolina be, even though they ended up beating FAMU pretty good? FAMU was in that game for a while, and FAMU was missing like 25 players. 25 because players, of, yeah. yeah. And Willie Simmons is a good coach at FAMU, uh, but you're right, North Carolina's defense, that's Gene Chizik's defense now. Yeah. He came out of, uh, you know, 
doing the media thing, and now he's back on the field. Offensively, I think UNC looked fine. Uh, defensively, yeah, that's a little bit <clears throat> eye-opening because I don't think anybody thought, Sam, you would be able to throw that effectively and move the ball that effectively, especially in the first half. And went to halftime with, like, oh, my God, this actually could – this actually could happen. So, yeah, that's not a good sign for North Carolina. Um, the talent disparity is large, but it certainly didn't look like it on, on Saturday night because North Carolina's defense did not make that many stops. And, um, yeah, I mean, they were one of the nation's biggest disappointments last year. Um, not much is expected this year from North Carolina. And going by Saturday, that's probably a good thing. Absolutely. Miami, obviously, they play Bethune. They should win that game easily. But what are you looking for out of Miami? To do the same thing Florida State did, pound an overmatch foe. Um, Tyler Van Dyke's a really good quarterback. Um, their receiving core is a big-time question. I don't think they have a true number one receiver. But that's another team that has really good running backs, brought in a ton of transfers on defense. Um, yeah, if if... if FSU beat Duquesne by 40. Um, I would imagine Miami wants to do the same to Bethune-Cookman. Though I think Bethune's a little bit better than Duquesne, but I also think Miami's a little bit better than FSU. So uh, I think that game will not be interesting at all. Mike Huguenin, the national executive editor of On3.com, a great college football website. Check him out there, On3.com. You can also hit him up on Twitter. At Mike Hugan. And Mike, we always appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, man. Straight ahead, Mark Daniels and the bridge coming your way. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.